Happening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning into the program once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. Fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. If you want to help support this show, you can simply do so by just clicking subscribe on iTunes and hitting the rate and review button there and giving the podcast five stars. This is very important in helping the podcast reach the tops of the iTunes charts and that will help more people find this show. And uh, it's a free way, people, to contribute to the sustainability. I appreciate all the folks that have already taken the time to do so. But I will tell you, it's been quite some time since a, a a new review uh, popped up in that iTunes feed. So, uh, you know, help me out if you can, you know, it really helps all the artists that come on the show as well. If there's more people listening, more people are finding out about their music and more people to spread the good word of what's going on here. So, uh, you can also check out the official website, dancablepresents.com. If you feel inclined to just donate some shekels, some cash money right there you can do so there's a donate button at the top of the page you just hit that and then magically money appears in my paypal account it's very cool it's uh it's much appreciated um you can also check out the dan cable presents youtube channel hit subscribe there and then you'll find out about new videos that are popping up and uh soon very soon this coming week we will have a uh a new video or two coming up there with uh rashid jamal some live performances from the secret society and um so yeah check out that youtube channel and speaking of rashid jamal uh new new event coming up just added fresh to the docket february 2nd that is next friday going down at mississippi pizza rashid jamal is headlining the show and then we got Terrence Brown, Terry Brown, coming down from Seattle. He uh, he was a part of the Big Building Bash episode I did uh, sometime around summer. I had a brief chat with Terry, and um, I'm stoked to be able to put this show together for him. He really wanted to come down to Portland and play, play a set, and uh, we got it all settled in. And then we got Jedi Levy opening up the show he's also the guest on this episode so mark your calendars february 2nd if you dig hip-hop this is the place to be if you've been thinking about coming out to a show and it's been some time since you've done so you should come out on february 2nd to mississippi pizza it's a seven dollar cover we're getting things going on at nine o'clock and uh it's a killer lineup of of mcs i feel like there's a lot of different personality with all these dudes and uh i'm pumped for it other calendar dates you should be aware of february 11th is the next mogo music business forum 
going on at the Doug Fur from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. It's a free education. There'll be a panel of people there, including a previous guest of this podcast is on that panel, Glasses. You can check out Gil's episode of the podcast. You can check out his videos on the YouTube channel, but he is one of the panelists. Uh, that's going to be very cool. So Doug Fur, free event, free education, free music education. These are very cool events that Jason Fellman and Chris Young from Vortex Music Magazine um, put together. And uh, so so check it out. It's from 1 to 4. You know, if you can only go for like an hour, maybe you know, show up when you can. But uh, they are worth checking out. I go to most of the ones put on since I have found out about it. And I myself have I've learned quite a bit from those panels. Uh, also, just a really cool opportunity to network with some people that might be outside of your circle as well. So check it out. So February 2nd is the hip-hop show at Mississippi Pizza. And then February 11th is that MoGo Music Business Forum. Also, we're creeping up on 100 episodes. It's pretty wild. I'm pretty pumped about it. And I am putting things together to celebrate the festivities. And I'm becoming more excited as those details get nailed down and everything becomes confirmed. Uh, I will tell you that we're we're rocking studio sessions. We're doing a few. And uh, I'm pumped that we have found a new place to do that at least for these sessions um yeah that's it that's that's the whole jam we got uh an action-packed episode um that features not one but two conversations one of them is very short up at the top um we got we got terrence brown aka terry can't die we got we got terry on the line um and we chatted for a few and we got a we got a jam of his to play but the uh the feature conversation is with Jedi Levy who is a uh, Portland MC and like i said part of that February 2nd bill um he's put out some new new jams in the last uh, month or so um we play both of those Melanated Brother and uh Bitch I'm Awesome and it was a cool hang with Jedi. Um, this was my first opportunity to connect with this dude, and I really appreciated uh, him just kind of opening up and uh, being very honest um, about his his art and, and his experiences, and I really enjoyed our conversation and have really enjoyed kind of doing the deep dive on the catalog of his music that exists all the all the notes, all the links for Jedi's music, um, as well as Terry's, will be in the episode notes, so you can just click away there, as well as my personal links. But uh, yeah, check out Jedi. He's he's a very very cool dude, and I I appreciate his approach and uh, just this this chat that I got to have with him. So that'll be that'll be what we get into right after we. Uh, have the conversation with Terry and uh, and then after after Terry's jam plays we will uh, we will flow right into Jedi and I hanging out at the nest there in southeast Portland and and having our chat so 
that's what's on the docket for episode 95 so i guess we'll we'll get it going we're gonna we're gonna try and get terrence brown on the line right now so let's uh let's give let's give terry a call there it is phone is ringing yo terry yo yo what's up bro what's happening man man just finished finished some work <laughs> just finished yeah you just work. you just got done with the show tonight yeah yeah man we just went out and settled and i'm like all right i'm going back across town right on how's uh yeah, how's yeah, how's seattle treating you these days man man it's pretty lit right now i got got uh, a whole bunch of gigs pulling up man and um it's cool. I've been seeing more of my posters around the city, so <laughs> it's dope. Yeah, never, never bad to see uh, some posters around the city for you. Cost, cost. We gotta put in the work. We gotta put in the work. Absolutely, uh, man. You, you've been. You uh, uh, I've been. I've been cool, man. Just uh, staying busy myself. You know, just. Uh, of course. Trying of course, to keep keep this Dan Cable presents train rolling. You know? Yeah, I see you, dude. You're always posting, man. I'm like, hell yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this stoked, shit, man. Stoked to have you coming down for a Portland show here next week. Man, what? I'm so lit, bro. I'm so excited. I appreciate the hell out of you. Yeah. <laughs> for no. Likewise, man. Likewise. I'm stoked to uh, get to see you perform again. Yeah, come bring some new shit. <laughs> yeah, you've been, you've been working on uh, some new jams? Yeah, man, a whole lot of new jams. I'm always done with this project. Um, it's probably gonna be out uh, beginning of March or in February. So, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. What, what's been uh, what's been inspiring Terrence Brown's recent creations, man? Uh, um, man, like the whole uh, me building my own world. It's like just new inspirations being out here in Seattle doing stuff, meeting new people and um, just seeing how they react to what I'm doing, you know, it's making me more just, oh man, <laughs> you know, and um, I just, I'm working on music every day, new music and I'm, I feel like I'm developing super crazy and it's, that's making me more excited. I'm just excited to hear what I can do more. Um, and I got some new producers too, so it's been amazing <laughs> yeah man is it is this uh we're gonna play this track called if you want it this is one of the uh new yeah. songs that you've been working on yeah bro, this, that song and that song is actually produced by my dad no way yeah my dad produced that song bro. so it's been that you know um weird that's crazy, crazy. Cool shit, man. yeah man because you your dad your dad my been dad producing beats for a long time and stuff like that? And um like a couple years, bro, since probably since I was in like junior high and um this year, this past well actually last year, um, I went to visit him and he just got a jolt of inspiration by that man and then a couple months later he sent me a jam and I'm like, Oh man, this is a slapper. I'm about to record this tonight. <laughs> you know oh, that is so legit, you know, dude. It was, it was dope, man. This is crazy, um, and you know we dealt. We that was our that's our first song we've ever done together ever, ever. Dude, that must be a crazy experience to be able to crazy. collab with your dad. 
Yeah, bro, like legitly, not even. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you just like you didn't do it just to like show love. You did it because yeah, it was you know, dope. Like, and yo, this <laughs> yeah, dude, it the the track definitely has uh, I feel like a new dynamic to it that I, I haven't really yeah, heard. Bro. Yeah, bro, that's that's a thing. It's like uh, just new vibes. I feel like um, I feel like it's uh, I'm just blending it out in this spectrum where it's like I'm doing underground shit, but then I'm like doing like underground. Uh, uh, do I call it like underground pop? <laughs> it's it's like, definitely you know, it's definitely got like a vibe and, and a fat hook you know, to it, and, yeah. and it's it's uh. You know, it, it shows not not just you, your rapping skills, but also that you yeah, you got you got melodies. a little uh, singing soul in you and whatnot. Yeah, man, I've been hitting the melodies, bro. Um, I really like melodic music. Um, shit, yeah. So it's a lot of that, and I think uh, those records like that, me doing those records like that, is just balance. You know, having everything. So people hear the project there's gonna be like man he just packed a whole bunch of different kinds of styles on this and just gave it to us absolutely you know? <laughs> yeah man that's what right on man for. good shit mm-hmm. well uh i just i just wanted to you know get to say what's up to you before you you come down next week and then hey. and, you know touch base with you and see see what's going on with you Oh, yeah, man, bro, I appreciate it, too, bro. Dan Cable, the fucking man with the beard. Your beard from Chuck Norris. <laughs> fucking oh. Chuck Norris, bro. Good shit, man. Um, I will uh, I will catch you next Friday, then, here in Portland. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to get into, we're gonna get into this If You Want Jam for you right here. Yeah, man, let's let's run it, man. If, if you want, produced by Chaco Black. I'm Terrence Brown. <laughs> you know, Terry can't die. Terry can't die. Boy. All right, man. I'll catch you next week. All right, bro. Much love. Likewise, dude. Much love. Terrence Brown. If you won't leave, you can leave if you wanna. If you won't jig, you can jig if you wanna. My shell like a fig, I'm fed, I'm gone. Yeah. If you wanna leave, you can leave if you wanna. No, you won't jig, you can jig if you wanna. My shell like a fig, yeah, I'm fed. Squat on deck, wanna roll it on my 
want that check. I don't play that disrespect. I'm a fucking real. I'm a bet. You're a guest. I got sex appeal. You got bitches rolling stress. Mm, these niggas don't lie for no reason. Don't even get mad. I get even. The mama keep calling me daddy, and she passed like the seasons. I don't bet don't run away. Stay right there, stay in your place. You ready to do this? Let's, let's get it. Let's rock out. Jedi Levy. What's shaking, man? What's going on, Dan? How you doing? Not bad, not bad. Just kicking it here at the nest here. Yep. Um, Resting at the nest. Absolutely. And uh, just stoked to, you know, sit down and, and, and hang with you. Cool, I, cool. I've, uh, you know, definitely like seen you in passing around town and I've, I've caught a performance or two of yours. Right. Uh, oh, last, you have? Yeah. Oh, uh, word. I saw you once uh, do something with Radio Phoenix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. And that was a while ago. Yeah. I. Yeah, we were on a, a circuit for a minute. Like, we were doing a lot of shows for like a year, and then uh, we haven't done a show in a minute. Like, a, like, I don't even know. It's been a minute. But um, yeah, the the band just kind of dis, dis. We've kind of disbanded. One person's moving up to Seattle and. Um, but that was fun though. I had a lot of fun with them. Yeah, Radio Phoenix is cool. They were uh, yeah. I I had David uh, Barber and Lee Hauser uh, from from Radio Phoenix on on the show, like yep. episode seventy eight or so. Oh okay. Uh, so um, yeah, so I'd like seen you perform once or twice with them, mm-hmm. and then just uh, you know see your name around and just connected with like a lot of mutual folks and whatnot. So. Right. Right. Yeah, man, just kind of stoked to sit down and, and get to know you a little bit and kind of yeah. find out where where your tunes come from and, and find out where all these How insightful the magic bars really come made? from, you know? Where does it all really come from? Absolutely, man. Like, where where'd you... Uh, you are born in Chicago, is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And you were you were there for just like a short, short I, time? Yeah, I, w- I moved in elementary school, uh, but like... Like me and my mom, dad, we were just like in the hood, and it was just—I mean, I don't know if you—you probably know a little bit about Chicago, but there's some very dangerous areas, and you know, like people were just getting shot in our neighborhood constantly, and then somebody like literally got shot and killed right in front of our house, and it was so intense that uh, my mom was like trying to like get me. She told me she was trying to get me diapers, and she couldn't even leave the house because. It was just like an intense cr- crime investigation right in front of the house. And she said that that was like 
what really spawned her and my dad to like, yo, we got to get him the fuck out of this. Like, we can't raise him here, you yeah. know, because he's just going to end up gangbanging if he gets raised here. So, Well, you just have d- you have different choices, I think, when you're when you're raised in that environment. Yeah, you know, a yeah. Lot of, oh, a lot yeah. of people, you know, I was, fortunately, I don't, I don't have to be raised in, in anything like that. Yeah. But I do, from my perspective, it kind of seems like from the outside looking in, it's easy for people to, like, make their judgments like, Oh, why? Why didn't you do this for yourself? You know, oh, but, yeah. But I, pull I yourself think, up by your yeah. bootstraps. That's very common. But I think when you're, you know, when you're raised in an environment like that, you you have to make different choices to for your for your life. Mm-hmm. Like, and to to stay safe sometimes means means making different choices and shit. Right. And you're not Fortunately, worried. you know, they had the means to get me up out of there. So I'm like super grateful for that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so from Chicago out to the we, west coast we, we went to uh to santa cruz california we lived there for about a year and uh and uh, yeah basically like parents just had a falling out and then me and my mom and my brother was born in santa cruz that year too and then we moved up to olympia for like a year um and then just so my mom could get her fucking her bearings straight her What's that term? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, just to get her shit together. And Absolutely. Then, uh, we kind of like bounced around Washington, like Seattle area. We lived in Everett for a little bit. Um, and this is like third grade and up. And then was in the Seattle area for like five years from like fifth grade to eighth, beginning of ninth. And then some crazy shit happened. And then I moved back to Olympia, spent high school and college in olympia and then once i graduated from college i just moved down here where where was your first exposure to to music in general um fucking like since like chicago easily like my dad um was a reggae musician and we lived right above this like i can't remember what it was called but we lived above like a a fucking music venue. Okay. So I just would hear music all the time. Um, and in, yeah, Santa Cruz, my, like, I just lived around musicians my whole life, like, for the most part, because my, I was with my dad, and, uh, there's just a lot of weed smoke everywhere, a lot of dreads. <laughs> <laughs> so you were being maybe even exposed to a lot of shit that was a little more off the radar like not not just like your your typical like top 40 radio stuff like oh no oh yeah, yeah lots no. of musicians around you oh yeah throwing different different music lots of different influences like man it's funny i would i was just thinking about this the other day but uh i remember when i was like uh, i was like seven and my mom had randomly came home and she brought home like a, a few random ass cds one was a maxwell cd one was a Busta Rhymes CD. The, the it was the album with like Dangerous and Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Could See on it, and a Donnell Jones album, and I some other one I can't remember what it is right now. But um, I remember she just like brought those home one day, and I just like really digested those those albums. So yeah, and uh, my dad would listen to a lot of hip hop too, a lot of Dr. Dre and. Snoop and lots of Pac. My mom, <laughs> my mom is white and she she like memorized like probably eighty percent of the lyrics to All Eyes on Me. 
by Tupac, and we would just rap it in the car, like back in the day when everybody had tape decks. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Who who was kind of uh, like the first MC that like made a big impact on you? That's a good question. Or, or I would probably even say, a few. Bro, it it would probably be Busta Rhymes. <laughs> Damn, I've never actually thought of this until now, but it's definitely Busta Rhymes because because of that, she, like that yeah, album. Yeah, when she brought the album home, I mean, I was I would like spend I would spend so much time in front of my speaker just like trying to memorize lyrics because I just I don't know I just loved it. Like I would try to memorize like his lyrics and he rapped hella fast and shit, so it was very like foreign sound sounding to me. So I just took to that and um yeah he, i would say he's definitely man that's i've never thought about that until now it's crazy just that connection yeah, yeah between yeah. it yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy yeah. like when uh when when something gets dropped on you at a really young age and and has that sort of impact mm-hmm. and it kind of like sticks with you mm-hmm. yeah you know, like yeah yeah uh my parents exposed me to a lot of a lot of Phil Collins growing up, man. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, and, and that, I wanna know. <laughs> yeah. Can you show but that me? that is like still that is like still my shit. And like I will okay. go back like it's not like a guilty pleasure hey, man, or Phil anything. Phil Collins like, got some slaps, like, man. I Phil, can't even lie, bro. He's got he got melodies. And people know, like that listen to this podcast that that I fuck with Phil. Because <laughs> you'd be talking about but, it every podcast. But it's just probably. interesting because that happened just because like they threw that my way and that was something I latched onto and like started memorizing lyrics and mm-hmm. you know just being real young singing in the car and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's it's crazy how those connections are made and kind of stick with you sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when did uh when did you start kind of getting creative and and writing rhymes and stuff like that? Um, when did I really start? Uh, it was definitely. It was when I was like 15 and um, I remember like when I was like 15, like when, when I had moved back to Olympia after uh, we left the Seattle area, I was I like got this group of friends and they were just smoking a lot of weed and they could rap and shit. And like I always loved hip hop, but I never actually tried to do it. So. So back then, like, me and these niggas would just, like, be smoking blunts and chilling, and they'd be spitting freestyles and shit. And I'd always think to myself, like, man, I want to, I wanna, like, be able to kick rhymes with them. So I, what I did is I actually, at home by myself, I would just put on instrumentals, and I would just try to rap. And I remember, I remember like, going through, man, it, it, it had to have been, like, a good month, maybe two, of just, like, practicing by myself on the low, low. Like, not telling nobody about it, just, like, doing me. And then, man, I'll never forget that one night, like, uh, we were all, like, in this van, like, chilling in my homie's van. And, you know, they were just, we were smoking and, and they were kicking freestyles as usual. And I, and I just decided to, like, hop in the cypher. And I remember, like, I mean, it was probably whack back then. But, like, to me and to them, it was it was fire because, like, I had, they had never heard me rap at all. And I, I actually had some flow and shit because I had been practicing, you right. know. So uh, ever since then, that's when I started. I started freestyling a lot, and then I uh, dig that though because yeah. you just like you sat there for a while, you observed what was going on around you, yeah, yeah, took yeah. it all in, and then you're just going home, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, putting yeah. in the time. Like, yeah, I think I can. Uh, 
I think I can do this. Right. I don't because I, I was tired of spectating. I've never been a person that just likes to sit and spectate. I've I've always been like someone who likes to get into the mix. You know, you know, there's those people that like just like to sit back and observe. I've never been really one of those people. I like to be in 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 shit. You know. Yeah, I think that's. I don't know, man. That's that's one of the things that we'll probably get a little deeper into it as far as like certain songs and whatnot. But I think just like I'm, I'm just intrigued with with your curiosity for for things like mm. you like like you said like it's hard for you to just sit back and not like involve yourself yeah and like when i pay attention to what you're doing from afar like i said you know this is kind of the first time you know i've sat down and kind of had a conversation mm-hmm. but like from what i observe you're just like this dude that's like very curious of like like socially and like and spiritually and just kind of like all over the place to yeah, yeah. like and and just really desires knowledge and wants to learn straight up where where do you think where do you think that curiosity comes from man um honestly man i think that i think that's like I, i'm not like a religious kind of person but i think that's just like god given quote unquote like i've just always been like that since i can remember like my mom and my i, I mean I don't know if my dad was that much because after like six years old, I stopped living with him because they kind of had a falling out. But like, I mean, yeah, I don't really think I got that from anybody. I think that's just like innate in like my that's just like my DNA, to be honest. Yeah, for sure, man. And yeah, I don't know. I think there's uh, I think you also bring like a unique perspective like coming from like a mixed family you mm-hmm. know and, you, and obviously melanated brother is a jam that you put out recently and it yeah, yeah. kind of dives into that stuff and but i think that gives you like a unique perspective on everything too like as far as what is happening happening like socially you know right now mm-hmm. and uh so i don't know man just just intrigued by that and uh, i'm very uh, like impressed by your your curiosity and and wanting to I don't know. You're often somebody that seems to be like prompting conversations, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like on on the old Facebooks, which, man, uh, which I'm not even like. Facebook. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I, I definitely oh. like am not super about those memes all the time. Yeah. But like, I I like your like your approach to that, and just like want like, hey, this song's dope. Like, what do you guys think or whatever, mm. or um, just the. I think like last week or so you you made a post about uh just about people not willing to share other people's like art that they think is dope you oh yeah that? man like what did you say or like oh yeah i was like just about in, how, in like, short like well like just as of late like i've been starting to get more recognition and like people have been like looking out for me music wise and like people i've just been cool with for hella long like years and shit like good friends that i've known for years like having said congrats not even a congrats n- not sharing my music at all <laughs> and like i don't i honestly don't really care that much like i'm not even salty about it it's just it's interesting to see how the people that have known me the longest show the least amount of support and the people that i've just met like even motherfuckers i have never even met that i just know through social media are like pushing my shit heavy it's just so interesting how human nature operates like that yeah and so have you yeah that wasn't even a question it was just this no, an just like idea a that yeah, yeah. 
but i, yeah. I don't know I, I appreciated the the conversation that it kind of prompted and it can be rough to to have a conversation like through like a facebook thing you know yeah. it's, it's tough to get ever like the context of everything and people's tone and whatnot but, exactly yeah. uh yeah have you have you have you had any revelations with with why you think um, people are less well, willing that yeah it was it was really known? uh reaffirming to hear like so like i had a couple like like people like mike caves and rashi jamal and like Mike Bars and like Nick, Nick, like all these casts that kind of have a lot more recognition in the city. They're just like, yeah, man, it's definitely like that. And they just kind of shared. They just reaffirmed like, yeah, I've dealt with the same shit. Like, it's just like that. I think what it comes down to, it's just like, it's just a jealousy type thing. Pe people want to see you do well. But like when they, if they've known you for a long time and you're doing well, they don't want to feel like they're not doing good. And so they don't want to like. You know what I'm saying? It it's a blow to the ego. It's kind of it's it's an ego thing. I think it's really just an ego thing. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um and man, like to be honest, bro, like shit, I might do the same shit. You know, like I think this it's human nature to to like see people doing well and if you've known them for a long time to not give them that appreciation cuz it it makes you it could easily make you feel like you're not doing you're not on top of your shit then again if you really are on top of your shit you're probably not gonna have a problem giving your appreciation yeah that's fair so that's fair and yeah i think also like sometimes people don't know that that's like supportive to even like do something like that to like share a video mm -hmm. or something like that people don't like, understand the power of shares. like i mean i'm inclined <laughs> to do that stuff because like i want like obviously through this podcast that's what it's all about is like sharing different different music yeah, coming yeah. out of the northwest or or from wherever so you right. know like if i see something like when you dropped melanated brother like i was like this is fucking dope i'm definitely gonna like share this mm -hmm. you know and yeah. maybe like another person or two sees it but it's just kind of the recognition too to be like hey man i saw this I just want to let you know that, like, I don't have to tell you that it's dope. Like, I shared it. You saw, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. But and also, that, that's enough. And then it's, but it's, it's also recognizing, like, those shares and likes and all that bullshit doesn't necessarily, like, equate to anything either, you know, like, true. So it's kind of got to, like, it's kind of got to keep doing your thing and, like, not mm -hmm. worry about who's paying mm -hmm. attention sometimes as well. So, yeah, yeah. When you do get more people paying attention, you start to notice who's not also paying attention though so or i mean yeah kind of yeah that kind of makes sense yeah for, for sure man uh so you start you start like freestyling in high school with mm -hmm. friends and whatnot yeah when when do you start taking a more like serious approach to the craft um so i remember like you know, hold on. Before I actually get into that, I, I gotta tell this story. Hey. This was like a pit. This was actually the moment that I fell in love with hip hop. This is important, then. Please oh, this do. is huge. Yeah, <laughs> Please yeah. Do. So I remember I was being babysit. I I was like seven. I was being babysat by my. This, I was being babysat, and I I was outside, and I ran into my babysitter's house, and she used to always watch beat like BET. 
music videos when they actually played music videos um i ran inside and i remember the video for make them say uh by master p <laughs> came was on and i don't know if, if you ever seen that video you ever seen the video yeah bro that video is outlandish so it's basically for all you you listeners out there it's basically like it's like all these niggas are just decked out in hella gold chains platinum they're in a basketball gym with like a gold tank behind them like triple x basketball jerseys do rags shades all they're just blinked out and i remember like watching this shit they're all just like make them say uh, <laughs> uh. i was just like seven like just my eyes were just like bugged out at the screen and i was like wow this is crazy and i remember ever since that moment i fell in love with hip-hop and I would just like only buy No Limit record albums. That's like it. I'd go to the CD, CD store. If it didn't have a No No Limit Records uh, fucking logo on it, I was not finna buy it. I just was not. Who like, are we talking? Who are we talking for the people that aren't familiar with like uh, No Limit? No Limit. So we had like Silk the Shocker, <laughs> uh, Mystical. Uh, there was Fiend. There's Master P. Um... There was C murder. What there was, like, what was it about like the No Limit stuff at that at that time for you that was like really really clicking for you? What about it? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> um. I don't. I I really just like the beats a lot. I think that's really what clicked for me. Yeah, it was mostly the beats because because I remember like I wasn't really listening for the the lyrics. I remember like I'd get an album and I would only. I listen if I like the beat I would like the song if I didn't like the beat I wouldn't like the song so I wasn't really paying attention to the lyrics that much um but yeah I guess in the cadences I really liked certain rappers cadences mystical rapped hella fucking fast um yeah, yeah Silk the Shocker had this like smooth like pretty boy kind of sound uh Master P had this kind of like gritty like alpha dad <laughs> kind of sound <laughs> shit so <laughs> yeah um anyway so yeah quick little story but um so through high school i was just like rapping with the homies and we were i would like write every now and then um and like i didn't really man to be honest like i didn't really start taking it seriously until i moved to portland though so when i was like 23 24 how many years back or yeah that was like three years ago okay three four years ago all right um and i i honestly like i've kind of come to this realization that like i feel like everybody on in the world has like their gift that they can give to the world like they all have like their per their purpose their god-given purpose quote-unquote and i know that music is definitely like the outlet and the way for me to best give my gift and for me to be the most fulfilled as possible. Like it's gonna is gonna be music. So um I just really started writing a lot more in the last couple of years and like really taking it seriously because I this is this is my lane. Yeah man. Yeah. I I definitely can appreciate that and um yeah, one of the tracks that kind of struck me from like one of the the earlier releases um, off of Colors of My Mind mm -hmm. was uh, that Find Your Own Truth song. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, you've nice. got you got like that 
those bars that are i'd rather be an outcast than joining the majority of people submitting to man-made religions authorities mm-hmm. and yeah is that is that something like the the uh the religion thing is that is that something that's always been like sparked um, curiosity and yeah i i'm i'm like pretty anti-religion right now I mean, I, I really don't care. People are, like, really into their religion. Like, that's cool if it works for them. But, like, through... I remember through high school, early college, like, when I was, like, 18, 19, I was, like, really struggling with my identity. Um, and because, like, my name means... he Jedi means he shall be directed by the Lord. So with, like, a name with, like, a weight like that, I kind of felt like, oh, I, I need to be, like, following some kind of religion. So I was, like, Christian. I was kind of, like... The fucking like one foot on base, one foot off type shit. And like me and my mom and my bro my little bro were like we we're going to church every now and then, but I met this guy in college who uh was Muslim and he like I remember when I met him, like he just started questioning me, like why why are you Christian? And he w- and we would have these conversations and I remember I would always like come to a dead end in the conversation and he would just make these like points that were just better than mine and i was like damn it got me thinking like maybe i should look into muslim or into islam so i literally did i started watching some youtube videos and then so i i like one of the biggest discrepancies obviously is that muslims don't believe that jesus christ is god in the flesh and so i took that to the preacher of like the church i was going to and i i remember i asked him he he didn't have a he didn't have an answer for me like what why there was a discrepancy like that, and he kind of just blew me off. This was via email. Like I asked him, and long story short, I just I came to the decision like man, I don't really need a religion to be a good person. Like I don't need to subscribe to some to some like confining strict set of rules in order for me to live a happy life, a life that is a value and is gonna like help the world you know yeah man most definitely like i think there's there's a lot of value you know in religion it's just like there's just a lot of and you address it in the in that jam uh just like a lot of abuse of power yeah i think and also it's just uh i don't know i i also don't i don't really like to subscribe to something that says like no you can't do this or like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't you know it's kind of uh I think there's got to be some some experiencing of things. I think mm-hmm. that's why why it's so hard to communicate to younger people, uh, like what is right and what is wrong, because it's kind of for you to experience and and kind of embody that to to figure out what is right and wrong for you exactly, you know? and and what resonates and what does not, and, right? And uh, so I don't know. I'm just always curious, especially with people that may have had like an attachment to religion maybe growing up and have kind of diverted from that because yep. I'm, I'm definitely like that person you know so um, many people are yeah, like that it, it's very interesting that yeah. like so many so many people are like that and i don't know if it's because they get exposed to other ideas that are just like oh man like none of this makes sense anymore because mm-hmm. all of this you know and uh strangely like for myself I like even though I'm I'm very far from being a part of any like organized religion I feel like I'm like the most in touch with like God whatever that might be for 
for whomever you know like or mm. like spiritually like very connected and in tune or at least curious like yourself like to like what life is and whatnot so yeah you don't need to subscribe to a religion to, to be that way no yeah no you can you can definitely uh just go out on your own path and and figure some things out yeah but also realize i like totally understand why people do cling to religion too and and how it can be like a positive in in other people's lives as well so yeah um yeah just not my cup of tea i feel you man i feel you yeah. um cool let's, let's get it i'm glad you pointed that song out. that's uh that song meant a lot to me when i wrote it um there's a lot of good jams on there you even got that uh where did i put it what's the what's the one with the uh the uh damn fucking up fucking up uh recalling the oh it's the the hold the spot down it's the bad boy flip oh yeah <laughs> you got that bad boy for life yeah i was just, <laughs> I was just barring on that, that song <laughs> when, when that came on I, i've just been kind of doing a deep dive on on all your tunes and whatnot yeah I and when that one came so. on i was just like <laughs> bad boy for life what <laughs> amazing amazing yeah um let's let's get into melanated brother right now though all right uh, this is a this is a jam you just put a video out for yep uh who shot the video uh in flight productions okay uh they just yeah they're pretty new in the city and uh they know what the fuck they're doing and they're good ass people cool man yeah let's get into it this is a uh, melanated brother from just die cool. Levy. enjoy living in color yeah melanated brother yeah brown skin black soul red flood living on this green earth that's strong Living in color, melanated brother Never been another like me Or like you, or like her, or them too Boy, you got the best of both worlds Boy, look at all those curls You got that good hair, almond-eyes, caramel skin Boy, you gon' be pulling all those girls That's what my mom and dad's friends used to always say I remember that like it was yesterday Them phrases and statements emblazing on my memory Formative and now I constructed my self-image The product of a love whose races are different My exposure to both sides and my family was consistent And it was nothing but love from every member Since I was a little simba None of my people have been them for me Most of them always been them for me But I've seen cast disclaim they race Cause they think it's stained but that's just a poisonous thought in the brain. You royalty, no matter your shade, nah, I mean. Living in color, yeah. Melanated brother, yeah. Brown skin, black soul, red blood. Living on this green earth, that's strong. Living in color, melanated brother. Never been another like me. Or like you, or like her, or them too. Domino, Oreo. Have breed, crack and grow Since the days of Mario with the Zariel Skipping school, watching Jerry spring in the Mari show I heard all them corny jokes, but none phased me I just kept on doing my damn thing I kept it stepping like a dance team Cause it ain't make a difference in the grand scheme My parents always told me from a young age Even though your mom white, you'll always be seen as a black man Cause your daddy the same and not that it matters But if you're mixed, you're black by society standards Regardless, they always told me to take pride in who I am and from where I came. 
so I never felt any shame for my name or my ethnic blend or the complexion of my skin. Turns out I swerved that identity crisis in relation to my feelings by my race. Despite this reality, I've been raising the system of whiteness. Never found the fact I was mulatto hard to swallow. Out of Chicago, where it's a lot of bravado, when some areas the body count piling, they getting shot up. It's not a lot of solid role models for me to follow where I was, so my mama decided to get me about it like that. Living in color, yeah. Melanated brother, yeah. Brown skin, black soul, red flood. Living on this green earth, headstrong. Living in color, melanated brother. Never been another like me, or like you, or like her, or them too. Funny how black and white make brown, but when you finger paint them in gray school, they gray. To me, that never really made sense. How the most common color in the universe seen as a threat, and it's quite a trip. Sometimes in these historically black neighborhoods, I find myself walking in full of white folks and condos is gentrified. But on every block is Black Lives Matter signs. I sit and wonder to myself, how can white men run the earth in the black cosmos? Only God knows. The center Palo Santo filling my nostrils as I meditate that, and I forever will gotta live with tact. Cause at this point, I'm well aware that my mere existence, in particular my pigment, can elicit microaggressions. Remember when ignorance used to be bliss? Now at the smallest offenses, I usually trip. They wonder if I speak the right language, stare extra long in white spaces. I ain't used to this shit, but I'm getting better though. Knowledge can be pricey, becoming more aware is a process I know. Sometimes you gotta die just to slow, but I know it's gonna pay off in the long run for sure. Yeah, living in color, yeah, melanated brother, yeah, brown skin, black soul, red blood, living on this green earth, that's wrong. Living in color, melanated brother, never been another like me, or like you, or like her. I'll tell you, man, this is, melanated brother is really the jam that like really hooked me into what you were doing and made me pay closer attention and from from going through like your catalog last couple days and whatnot just kind of preparing to sit down with you Mm -hmm. i definitely feel like i don't know there's this track is so good like it's (laughs) got it's got just fat vibes the beat is killer and your your delivery on it is super solid and i think like overall what i really dig about your style is like I think you do have a really cool ability to for storytelling, and I think this Melanated Brother song is is kind of seems to be like the cultivation of all that. Yeah. Uh, how long you been sitting on this song? Is it is it super new? Um, yeah. Like I wrote this shit. Like, um, I mean, man, you know what's funny about my writing process? Like. Like, any given song can have rhymes from fucking that I wrote, like, three, four years ago. And then shit I just wrote right there. Like, I'll pull from my old rhyme books and stuff. This song, um, I I made it, like, last winter. So, literally, I wrote, I, like, started writing it around winter 2017. And then I, f- like, finally recorded it and finished it in the summer. Um, yeah. So when you're, 
when you're writing are you are you usually like sitting down and writing like a full a full jam or are you kind of just like writing in like small fragments of, of things that you're kind of putting all together um it depends it depends most of the time if i'm sitting down to write like i'm sitting down to write to a song and i have a theme that i'm going for and i am just like focused on that um think about this song like man it simultaneously took me so like it's so weird because it took me so long to write this fucking song but it was also one of the easiest songs to write if that makes any sense like because it's my story i'm telling like my story about being a black mixed race like man in this world and what my experience was like growing up being that but it's like i have so much to say about it that trying to fit everything i want to say about like my like being a black mixed race man in one song in like three 16 bar pockets is so it's not easy to do that you know so like a lot of it came down to like trying to boil down like all these random thoughts that i had about myself and shit and then you know condense it trimming the fat yeah exactly like bro like real talk the hook of this song like it's catchy right this shit took me probably like 15 to 20 hours just to write the hook and and the hook went through like five different renditions like man i still remember like being so fr like yeah man the that hook took me so long to write like the frustration i felt trying to write it trying to get the melodies right um sitting in my room just like just being stuck on it for a while and then when i finally like came up with it it just was butter and yeah that, yeah. that moment's got to be beautiful though when you have like it that is. breakthrough it and, is man and it really hits for and you and you like you work that hard to because there's obviously like you can you can overwork something and, yeah. and be too much of a perfectionist but like when you know it's not right and you finally hit it and you're just like mm -hmm. this is the shit right here yes yeah man and i don't know the results the results seem to be pretty solid like i mean I've obviously already voiced my my appreciation for the tune, and it yeah, seemed yeah. like a lot of people showed it love when it when it did come out. And yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. It just seemed like uh, this this leap for you. Yeah, yeah. I definitely feel that. I definitely feel like I reached a level with the song. It's funny though, man, because when I when I released this shit, like I was not expecting, I was not expecting people to like it this much. Well, I, I just like put it out. I was like, I remember, man, the day I released it, I was, I was gonna release some other song or that song, and I just decided to release that song. And then when I saw like the reaction to it, people, I was like, damn, I guess this song is pretty good. But like when you listen to your own shit over and over and uh, over again, you're just used to it. So like you get sick of you it. You think it's good, but yeah. like. When you hear other people like, damn, this is your best song ever, that type of shit, I was like, wow. Oh, I think it's also just, just, it's kind of that real recognizing real thing, man. And like, yeah. that, that song is, is very, very real. And like you said, it's your story, yeah. you know? And I think, I think that's like another thing that I, that I dig about your style, man. Like, uh, the randomly precise record that you put out in like 2016. Yeah. I think that stuff is just overall, like it's 
there's there's a lot of dynamic to that record. And I think it's you know like has a lot of different feels. It's got some like dancier shit. Like mm-hmm. I just wanna. Yeah, it's like yeah, a cool yeah. like fun song. Yeah, yeah. But like overall, what I dig about that is is just your your honesty throughout the whole thing. Uh, like lyrically, I think. I think that vulnerability is super powerful, or at least it resonates with me super hard. Like when mm-hmm. you're willing to expo- like expose yourself and be like, "Yo, this is, this is my story, man. Mm-hmm. Like this is the shit that I've been through," because that connects with people. Yeah, it's important, man. I, I everybody loves story. Like you know, what I'm saying everybody, like in any conversation, as soon as someone starts saying some shit, like. Like, cause people can like intellect intellectually masturbate all day, but as soon as someone's like, "Oh man, this one time," boom, your ears automatically tune in, cause you're you're everybody just loves story. The human the human mind is super fascinated with the human story. So yeah, I try to. I've been actually really working on like trying to tell more of my story lately, cause that's what people are gonna connect with a lot, you know. Yeah, and I think like especially right now, people are. Not everybody, but a lot of people are trying to to reach out for that understanding because you know we we only get to live this one this one life. Like as far as we you know, only, you only get yeah for sure yeah. <laughs> but like you only have your your experience mm-hmm. to like guide you along. So I think that's that's where at least my curiosity comes from. Or even like doing shit like this is like I just want to just like what's it look through your eyes? You know like mm-hmm. what what's it been like for you? Cause it hasn't been like that for me or the, you know, and, and vice versa. So yeah, yeah. I think that shit is super powerful and, um, uh, yeah. Epiphany on that record is a jam that, that really, it's funny. Cause I was literally just thinking about that song, right? That's, a, you that's a great jam, man. Like you just, you're just constantly like exposing shit about your childhood and, and your, your trials and tribulations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it's, very cool man to like see like how that's that shaped your art mm-hmm. you know and it seems like it's like whenever you did start to take it seriously like you started to use it as a confessional almost of like this is this is my shit mm-hmm. uh, yeah it, has that been like pretty important to your to your mental and your psyche and everything like, yeah man it, it, it's been so like therapeutic bro like like bro like so that song epiphany that song i wrote so we were talking about like melanie brother that shit took me forever to write and actually like fully finish and that was my story epiphany is also all my story but that shit took me uh 24 hours to write i wrote that whole song like it just poured out of me and i remember when i wrote it i was so thrilled with it because i just it just came out of me so easily and i don't know if you if you like well let, let me just ask you like what do you think that song's about like what do you think was the epiphany oh man you probably have to listen to it like i i honestly would have to like go back and like listen listen to those things but like i i do remember like a lot of it like just coming down to like you you needing like a hero that's that's the jam you're mm-hmm. talking about needing a hero and like finding yeah. that hero in hip-hop and like yeah find, man that's it like, bro you fucking like, nailed it that shit is it's like that was your constant to me like when i when i cool. dude i get so much shit 
like I said, this is this is the first time us hanging out. I I feel like I know so much about you from listening to you to your music. Yeah, and yeah. I love that shit. That's dude. dope. Because, like, I think, like, hmm. hip hop obviously became, and and your creative process with with whatever or your attachment to other artists seems like it became like the one constant you had in your life while you were dealing with all this like family shit it is yeah it is yeah man like i i just remember like you know like you you ask most people like who was your hero when you were growing up people say shit like oh it's my dad definitely my mom definitely my granddaddy oh my godfather you know they have like all these people they can name and I remember writing one day, I, I was writing raps and I was thinking about like, who's my hero? And I could not think of a person. Like my mom was there, but as I said in the song, she was there, but she really wasn't like mentally, you know, like she was dealing with her own shit. She's dealing with her own shit. My dad was there for a little bit, but like once they split up when I was six, like he was never a solid, he's, I never had a role model that I could really lean on and someone that I could look up. Like I never had a person in my life growing up where I was like, I want to be like this person that was directly in my life. And then I realized one day, damn, hip hop was actually my hero. When I was listening to like Talib Kweli a bunch and fucking most Def and two of my favorites, Lil, man. Lil Wayne and shit. Like those were my heroes. Like those are the people that I was like listening to, to like have get guidance from, you know? And I just remember that, epiphany was so comforting because i remember when i was going through that process of like who's my hero I, I, I remember like sitting there feeling sad like damn how come i didn't have a hero growing up that's fucked up oh wait a minute no hip-hop was actually my hero so and yeah that's one of my favorite songs likewise man I, d- I dig that i dig that one quite a bit and um yeah, you obviously like have a, have a lot of references to your pops, like throughout throughout your catalog of music. It seems like mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and from what I got from the music, he has since passed. Yeah. Uh, do you? I don't know. You said he was a musician himself mm-hmm. and whatnot. You feel like ever like when you're when you're writing and stuff and and running through that shit that like you did that it kind of gives you the ability to still have some some sort of communication with him um not to get too like next level and spiritual with <laughs> it, but I'll just yeah we're getting I'll a little just, meta now yeah yeah for sure <laughs> uh no um man not really to be honest like i mean i sometimes i i feel like i wish he was here to like hear the shit I was making and just to get his feedback like because before he passed I never really I I never had a single song for him to listen to um so yeah I, like yeah but whenever I sit down and write and like I never feel like that's it, it's an interesting question I can't say honestly I've ever felt like I've been channeling him or like he's been like yeah. you know what I'm saying so yeah I'm sure he'd be fucking real pumped about what you're doing man just like just from the angle that you seem to approach things with like the intention mm-hmm. like it seems like you put a lot of thought into what you're doing or at least at this stage in the game i'm sure it's been all just like a learning process for you 
of oh, like yeah. figuring out what you want to do with this but yeah from what i get it just seems like you're doing it with with a lot of intention and like this is what you want to be doing it's what he wanted to do too he he definitely like he was a full-blown musician like he traveled the world he played with with fucking like steel pulse and uh fucking steel pulse too. uh george clinton and fucking peter tosh all these like super legends like he played with all of them and i know that he really wanted to take it like super high and far and he just didn't so um in in some ways like i'm definitely doing this shit for him very cool man yeah um so what what's on the uh what's on the docket for 2018 are you just releasing few singles or are you are you putting putting together like another full-length release or are you just um yeah so like right now I'm, in, I'm like linked up with a few random producers and just getting fed beats and like i really want to put out like an all original album at this point um what and you, i'm just what, like what do you mean by all original just, uh just like so not using any beats that are pulled from other artists like uh like I want beats directly from the producer. For sure. All right. Know? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, nah, psych, man. All my shit's ghost written. So <laughs> no, I'm no, no, to no. <laughs> I just like to. I just like to inform the listeners. Uh, yeah, from yeah. Here, you know, just just for maybe the people that are listening to this episode and and aren't too like hip to the to the hip hop. Yeah. You totally. know, like just because. Uh, you know, a lot of things on a mixtape end up being other people's beats and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, being thrown down. So mm-hmm. uh, I assume that's what you meant by, exactly. by yeah, all yeah, original. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you producing any any beats yourself? No. Nope. I don't know how to produce at all. <laughs> do you do you kind of uh, enjoy that to a certain degree just so you can focus on writing bars and not having Wait, say that question again do you is that is that like just the best situation for you right now as far as not like having to produce beats yeah. and being able just to focus exactly. on writing bars yeah because um yeah i it would just take me so long to like start making beats that i feel like or would be like a real quality yeah so i'm just focusing on writing strictly and as far as like finding those beats I have Are a really good ear, though. I mean, shit. If you listen to my shit, like I don't, I don't play any whack beats. Yeah, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I uh, just am. Yeah, I'm fully focused on writing. That's all I want. That's all like I have time for. For sure. Outside of friends and fucking family and my job and other hobbies, I have just gives you the ability to to have a little more balance and not have to be music 100 all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have like a few go-to producers? Or are you always looking for for new people to work with? At this point, I'm always looking for new people. Um, I I've never like see my thing is like I really want to find my Jay Dilla or my DJ Premier or my Pharrell or my Your high tech my Timberland. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I'm trying to find my producer that i work with like it's me and him type shit your alchemist my above yeah exactly yeah no that's that would be that would be cool almost just so you could develop a relationship with somebody a little bit more so they 
understood where you were coming from. Right. I want to build because, like, I have a good ear. Like I was saying, like, I don't pick bad beats. I pick solid beats. I want to sit down and work with someone and us make the beat together. Obviously, they're going to be the whole mastermind behind it. But, like, I'm influencing the decisions being made and type and shit like that, you know. So I'm putting out in the universe. Like, I'm going to find somebody. Um, and, uh, yeah, so as far as 2018, like, I'm definitely looking for, like, a main. Uh, that would be really nice. And, uh, I mean, I'm writing some new songs right now. Um, I'm about to put out a, a video to Bitch I'm Awesome. Which is your most recent single. Yeah. Which is the jam we're going to play this episode out with. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah, so we're going to start, we're going to film that early february cool man so in a couple weeks basically right on yep uh and where's where's a good place for uh folks to keep up with uh what you're doing man uh man you can check me out on instagram at jedi levy so j-a-h-d-i underscore levy l-e-v-v-i jedi levy and facebook you can find me same name jedi levy um soundcloud soundcloud.com slash j-a-h-d-i just i'll put all the links in the episode notes and stuff so people can just click away on that sweet they can go ahead give give your you know your facebook page and instagram you know a follow and a like my snapchat is uh jedi zl for my more scandalous posts (laughs) that that don't make it to instagram and and facebook and all that shit y'all know how it goes i like it i like it um yeah man and uh you're going to be opening up a bill that I put together on February 2nd. Yes, so I'm sir. stoked to have Come you on that. Come out to that, y'all. Rasheed Jamal is on the, on the bill. My homie Rasheed's about to kill it. And my, my man Terry Brown from Seattle. Yeah, I'd never heard of him. Uh, Terry, Terry's very cool. I met Terry uh, last summer at a, at a festival he was performing at. Oh, okay. Which and, one? Uh, it's called the Big Building Festival up in Seattle. It's uh, oh. it's like the third year that they were doing it. Okay. And uh, yeah, he's a friend of my cousin's. He's uh, originally from Louisiana, and he's been in the Northwest for like the last year or so. Damn. And uh, just born and raised in Louisiana. Really good dude. Damn. And uh, super pumped to have him down. I appreciate you coming and hanging with me, man. And, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. being like real me, honest about your art and shit. Like, yeah. It's very cool that I just appreciate what you're doing and whatnot. So uh, cool. we end every episode of the podcast with a guest saying the tagline, which is "It's a program." So if what is it? It's it's a program. It's a program. Okay. It's a program. It's so a program. There it is. There it is. Should should die, Levy, on Boom. the podcast. Holla at me, man. Thanks for listening, y'all. Absolutely. Be easy. Be good. We're gonna play it out with uh, bitch. I'm awesome. Bitch, I'm awesome. You can find this all over the internet. So yes, you can get up on that. Yep. And we will uh, catch you on the flip side, Portland. Peace. You can hate if you want. It don't face me, though, none. Yo, yo, cause I know. Bitch, I'm awesome. No, you didn't sneeze, but I'm blessing you. Bishop and Q, I got that, got that juice. Yeah, these niggas snoring, I'm feeling alarm. Piggy shit, better hear the warning. I'm on the rise like the Brit and Portland, cause. Ain't got time for the games. Bless them,
on the court and J's. Wait, scoring no lanes, got me a thick damn all curves, no breaks, nigga. First date, we shacking up, made magic with her. Orlando, then she said like, where we at though? I'm like, headed for the heavens like a 757. Holy Spirit, hit your body like a reverend yelling. Grab the condom alley, you slam, got him. Nigga, move fast, can't slow me down. Snakes in the grass, mow them down. Scoop your chicks, then I'm throwing her down. Then I'm busting a load in the mouth like, most niggas I don't fuck with, they talk cheap. Low budget, I'm gon' keep it 100. Stone cold stunner, boy. Nod your head to that neck break. My girl a 10, that's a decade. Hey, who got next game? These pawns lost. Checkmate, nigga. First take, nigga. Like Max K and Stephen A, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Let them 808s bang. Jordan fade away. Bang, bang. Fuck with me. Fuck with me. She looked at me and said, like, where we at, though? I'm like, way lit. Feel the rap, don't ape shit. Silverback, that fake shit. Don't deal with that, nigga. Never that, you know. I'm out here rocking like a goat. You out here looking like a joke. You doing the most, just mirrors and smoke. I know you a host, cuz. Whoa, cocaine, champagne, diet. Uh, whole brain, Xanax, Wyatt. Uh, that lifestyle so tired, nigga, I don't buy it. I like bad chicks, too mad thick. With an attitude so savage. Just one time. Look at me and said, like, where we at, though? I'm like, feel the knock in the pulse of the beat. Top of your head, toes in your feet, like, back to back to back in my habitat. Can you handle that? Get on my pedigree. No way you can mimic my recipe. You underneath me like the letter B. Fuck with my energy. Soak you in kerosene. Blow you to smith the rings. Cause I'm lit like that. Textbook Leo bringing a fuego off the chain. Tarantino, Django, snatching the shit like Debo. Well, my grandmama gave me that chain. Born mailman with this shit. The way I be pushing the envelope. By now, you already know. It's a program.